Chapter Sixteen of Lyrical Ballads, 1798, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Verity Kendall. The Idiot Boy. Tis eight o'clock, a clear March night. The moon is up, the sky is blue. The owlet in the moonlight air. He shouts from nobody knows where. He lengthens out his lonely shout. Halloo, halloo, a long halloo. Why bustles thus about your door? What means this bustle, Betty Foy? Why are you in this mighty fret? And why on horseback have you set Him whom you love, your idiot boy? Beneath the moon that shines so bright, Till she is tired, let Betty Foy With girt and stirrup fiddle-faddle, But wherefore set upon a saddle Him whom she loves, her idiot boy? There's scarce a soul that's out of bed. Good Betty, put him down again. His lips with joy they burr at you, But Betty, what has he to do? with stirrup saddle or with rein the world will say tis very idle bethink you of the time of night there's not a mother no not one but when she hears what you have done oh betty she'll be in a fright but betty's bent on her intent for her good neighbour susan gale old susan she who dwells alone is sick and makes a piteous moan as if her very life would fail there's not a house within a mile no hand to help them in distress old susan lies abed in pain and sorely puzzled are the twain for what she else they cannot guess and betty's husband at the wood where by the week he doth abide a woodman in the distant vale there's none to help for susan gale what must be done what will betide and betty from the lane has fetched her pony that is mild and good whether he be in joy or pain feeding at will along the lane or bringing faggots from the wood and he is all in travelling trim and by the moonlight betty foy has up upon the saddle set the like was never heard of yet him whom she loves her idiot boy and he must post without delay across the bridge that's in the dale and by the church and no other down to bring a doctor from the town or she will die old susan gale there is no need of boot or spur there is no need of whip or wand for johnny has his holly bough and with a hurly burly now he shakes the green bough in his hand and betty o'er and o'er has told the boy who is her best delight both what to follow what to shun what to do and what to leave undone how turn to left and how to right and betty's most special charge was johnny johnny mind that you come home again nor stop at all come home again whate'er befall my johnny do i pray you do to this did johnny answer make both with his head and with his hand and proudly shook the bridle too and then his words were not a few which betty well could understand and now that johnny is just going though betty's in a mighty flurry she gently pats the pony's side on which her idiot boy must ride and seems no longer in a hurry but when the pony moved his legs oh then for the poor idiot boy for joy he cannot hold the bridle for joy his head and heels are idle he's idle all for very joy and while the pony moved his legs in johnny's left hand you might see the green brows motionless and dead the moon that shines above his head is not more still and mute than he his heart it was so full of glee that till full fifty yards were gone he quite forgot his holly wit and all his skill in horsemanship oh happy 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 john and betty's standing at the door and betty's face with joy o'erflows proud of herself and proud of him she sees him in his travelling trim how quietly her johnny goes the silence of her idiot boy what hopes it sends to betty's heart he's at the guide-post he turns right she watches till he's out of sight and betty will not then depart 
burr, burr, now Johnny's lips they burr, as loud as any mill, or near it, meek as a lamb the pony moves, and Johnny makes the noise he loves, and Betty listens, glad to hear it. Away she hides to Susan Gale, and Johnny's in a merry tune, the owlets hoot, the owlets cur, and Johnny's lips they burr, 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 and on he goes beneath the moon. His steed and he right well agree, for off this pony there's a rumour, that should he lose his eyes and ears, and should he live a thousand years, he never will be out of humour. But then he is a horse that thinks, and when he thinks his pace is slack, now though he knows poor Johnny well, yet for his life he cannot tell what he has got upon his back. So through the moonlight lanes they go, and far into the moonlight dale, and by the church and o'er the down, to bring a doctor from the town, to comfort poor old Susan Gale. And Betty, now at Susan's side, is in the middle of her story, what comfort Johnny soon will bring, with many a most diverting thing, of Johnny's wit and Johnny's glory. And Betty's still at Susan's side, by this time she's not quite so flurried, demure with porridge and plate, she sits as if in Susan's fate, her life and soul were buried. But Betty, poor good woman, she, you plainly in her face may read it, could lend out of that moment's store five years of happiness or more to any that might need it. But yet I guess that now and then, with Betty all was not so well, and to the road she turns her ears, and thence full many a sound she hears, which she to Susan will not tell. Poor Susan moans, poor Susan groans, as sure as there's a moon in heaven, cries Betty, he'll be back again. They'll both be here, it is almost ten. They'll both be here before eleven. Poor Susan moans, poor Susan groans. The clock gives warning for eleven. Tis on the stroke, if Johnny's near, quoth Betty, he will soon be here, as soon as there's a moon in heaven. The clock is on the strike of twelve, and Johnny is not yet in sight. The moon's in heaven as Betty sees, but Betty is not quite at ease, and Susan has a dreadful night. And Betty, half an hour ago, on Johnny's vile reflections cast, a little idle, sauntering thing, with other names and endless string, but now that time is gone and past. And Betty's drooping at the heart, that happy time all past and gone. How can it be he is so late? The doctor has made him wait. Susan, they'll both be here anon. And Susan's growing worse and worse, and Betty's in a sad quandary, and then there's no one to say, if she must go or she must stay. She's in a sad quandary. The clock is on the stroke of one, and neither doctor nor his guide appear along the moonlight road. There's neither horse nor man abroad, and Betty's still at Susan's side. And Susan, she begins to fear, of sad mischances not a few, that Johnny may perhaps be drowned, or lost perhaps and never found, which they must both for ever rue. She prefaced half a hint of this, with God forbid it should be true. At the first words that Susan said, cried Betty, rising from the bed, Susan, I'd gladly stay with you. I must be gone, I must away, consider, Johnny's but half wise. Susan, we must take care of him, if he is hurt in life or limb. Oh, God forbid, poor Susan cries. What can I do, says Betty going, what can I do to ease your pain? Good Susan, tell me, and I'll stay. I fear you're in a dreadful way, that I shall soon be back again. Good Betty, go, good Betty, go. There's nothing that can ease my pain. Then off she hides, but with a prayer, That God poor Susan's life would spare, Till she comes back again. So through the moonlight lane she goes, And far into the moonlight dale, And how she ran, and how she walked, And all that to herself she talked, Would surely be a tedious tale. In high and low, above, below, In great and small, in round and square, In tree and tower was Johnny seen, 
In bush and brake, in black and green, Twas Johnny, Johnny everywhere. She passed the bridge that's in the dale, And now the thought torments her sore, Johnny perhaps his horse forsook, To hunt the moon that's in the brook, And never will be heard of more. And now she's high upon the down, Alone amid a prospect wide, There's neither Johnny nor his horse, Among the fern or in the gorse, There's neither doctor nor his guide. O oh, saints, what is become of him? Perhaps he's cried into an oak, where he will stay till he is dead, or sadly he has been misled, and joined the wandering gypsy folk. Or him that wicked ponies carried, to the dark cave, the goblins hall, or in the castle he's pursuing, among the ghosts his own undoing, or playing with the waterfall. At poor old Susan then she railed, while to the town she posts away. If Susan had not been so ill, alas, I should have had him still, my Johnny, till my dying day. Poor Betty, in this sad distemper, the doctor's self would hardly spare. Unworthy things she talked and wild, even he of cattle the most wild, the pony had his share. And now she's butting to the town, and to the doctor's door she hies. Tis silence all on every side, the town so long, the town so wide, is silent as the skies. And now she's at the doctor's door, she lifts the knocker, rap, 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 the doctor at the casement shoes, his glimmering eyes that peep and doze, and one hand rubs his old nightcap. Oh, doctor, doctor, where's my Johnny? I'm here, what is it you want from me? Oh, sir, you know I'm Betty Foy, and I have lost my poor dear boy. You know him, him you often see. He's not so wise as some folks be. The devil take his wisdom, said, said the doctor, looking somewhat grim. What woman? Should I know of him? And grumbling, he went back to bed. Oh, woe is me, oh, woe is me, here will I die, here will I die. I've got to find my Johnny here, but he is neither far nor wide. Oh, what a wretched mother I! She stops, she stands, she looks about. Which way to turn she cannot tell. Poor Betty, it would ease her pain, if she had heart to knock again. The clock strikes three, a dismal knell. Then up along the town she hides. No wonder if her senses fail. This piteous news, so much it shocked her. She quite forgot to send the doctor to comfort poor old susan gale and now she's high upon the down and she can see a mile of road oh cruel i am almost threescore such night as this were ne'er before there's not a single soul abroad she listens but she cannot hear the foot of horse the voice of man the streams with softest sound are flowing the grass you almost hear it growing you hear it now as e'er you can the owlets through the long blue night are shouting to each other still fond lovers yet not quite hobnobs they lengthen out the tremulous sob that echoes far from hill to hill poor betty now has lost all hope her thoughts are bent on deadly sin a green brown pond she just has passed and from the brink she hurries fast lest she should drown herself therein and now she sits her down and weeps such tears she never shed before oh dear dear pony my sweet joy oh carry back my idiot boy and we will ne'er o'erload thee more a thought is coming to her head the pony he is mild and good and we have always used him well perhaps he's gone along the dell and carried johnny to the wood then up she springs as if on wings she thinks no more of deadly sin if betty fifty ponds should see the last of all her thoughts would be to drown herself therein O oh, reader now that i might tell what johnny and his horse are doing what they've been doing all this time oh could i put it into rhyme a most delightful tale pursuing and perhaps no unlikely thought he with his pony now doth roam the cliffs and peaks so high that are to lay his hands upon a star and in his pocket bring it home perhaps he's turned himself about his face unto the horse's tail and silent and mute in wandering lost 
all like a silent horseman's ghost he travels on along the vale and now perhaps he's hunting sheep a fierce and dreadful hunter he yon vale that's so trim and green in five months time should he be seen a desert wilderness will be perhaps with head and heels on fire and like the very soul of evil he's galloping away away and so he'll gallop on for a the bane of all that dread the devil i to these muses have been bound these fourteen years by strong indentures o oh, gentle muses let me tell but half of what to him befell for sure he met with strange adventures o oh, gentle muses is this kind why will ye thus my suit repel why of your further aid bereave me and can ye thus unfriended leave me ye muses whom i love so well who's yon that near the waterfall which thunders down with headlong force beneath the moon yet shining fair as careless as if nothing were it's upright on a feeding horse unto his horse that's feeding free he seems i think the rein to give of moon or stars he takes no heed of such william romance breed it's johnny johnny as i live and that's the very pony too where is she where is betty foy she hardly can sustain her fears the roaring waterfall she hears and cannot find her idiot boy your pony's worth his weight in gold then calm your terrors betty foy she's coming from among the trees and now all full in view she sees him whom she loves her idiot boy and betty sees the pony too why stand you thus good betty foy it is no goblin tis no ghost tis he whom you so long have lost he whom you love your idiot boy she looks again her arms are up she screams she cannot move for joy she dances with the torrent's force she almost has o'erturned the horse and fast she holds her idiot boy and johnny birds and laughs aloud whether in cunning or in joy i cannot tell but while he laughs betty a drunken pleasure quaffs to hear again her idiot boy and now she's at the pony's tail and now she's at the pony's head on that side now and now on this and almost stifled with her bliss a few sad tears does betty shed she kisses o'er and o'er again him whom she loves her idiot boy she's happy here she's happy there she is uneasy everywhere her limbs are all alive with joy she pats the pony where and when she knows not happy betty foy the little pony glad may be but he is milder far than she you hardly can perceive his joy oh johnny never mind the doctor you've done your best and that is all she takes the reins when this was said and gently turns the pony's head from the loud waterfall by this the stars were almost gone the moon was setting on the hill so palely scarcely looked at her the little birds began to stir though yet their tongues were still pony betty and her boy went slowly through the woody dale and who is she the times abroad that hobbles up the steep rough road who is it but old susan gale long susan lay deep lost in thought and many dreadful fears beset her both for her messenger and nurse and as her mind grew worse and worse her body it grew better she turned she tossed herself in bed on all sides doubts and terrors met her point after point did she discuss and while her mind was fighting thus her body still grew better alas what is become of them these fears can never be endured i'll to the wood the word scarce said did susan rise up from her bed as if by magic cured away she posts up hill and down and to the wood at length is come she spies her friends she shouts a greeting oh me it is a merry meeting as ever was in christendom the owls have hardly sung their last while our four travellers homeward wend the owls have hooted all night long and with the owls began my song and with the owls must end for while they were travelling home cried betty tell us johnny do 
where all this long night you have been what you have heard what you have seen and johnny mind you tell us true now johnny all night long had heard the owls in tuneful concert strive no doubt too he the moon had seen for in the moonlight he had been from eight o'clock till five and thus to betty's question he made answer like a traveller bold whose very words i give to you the cocks did crow to woo to woo and the sun did shine so cold thus answered johnny in his glory and that was all his travelled story end of the idiot boy recording by verity kendall